Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 16th. We actually come up a win today. How about it? A, a wild one last night down at Citizens Bank Park as the Phillies walk it off. In the bottom of the nine, six to five, a wild game, a game that felt like another crushing Phillies loss. One of those games where every time the Phillies took the lead, they found a way to squander it. It felt like, and it certainly felt like when the Cubs tied it in the ninth, that it was over. Ian Kennedy has not been good as a Philadelphia Philly, though he would get the win for the game. The Phillies end up walking it off. We'll get we'll get to the whole game. Uh, they do gain a game on the Braves. Unfortunately, the Cardinals win. They beat the Mets, which pushes the Mets further back from the Phillies, but the Cardinals maintain their three-game lead in the wild card. Phillies do gain a a little bit on the Reds, as the Reds didn't play, but Phillies now three back of the Cardinals for the wild card. They're a game and a half back of the uh, Cubs, uh, excuse me, of the uh, Padres. And then a game back of the Reds, uh, or vice versa, excuse me. They're a game and a half back of the Reds and a game behind the Padres. Um, so, uh, you know, wins win. Nice to see the Phillies now back over 573-72 on the season as we wind our way down. 17 games left to play in the Phillies. Three and a half back of the division, three back in the wild card with three teams to jump. Nice win last night. We'll get to the game, obviously. Doesn't change too much from where I'm at yesterday. Look, the Phillies, <laughs> it just feels like no matter how bad they are, we're going to go into that Brave series with at least some semblance of hope. Maybe they're like two and a half back or something, and then they'll lose one and it's over or whatever. Um, but it does feel like they're going to string this out a little bit longer. Um, now that I said that, I'm sure they'll you know get swept this weekend with the Mets or something. But um, a nice win last night. You needed it. You know, this team needs to keep... Finding ways to win games, however, however it can. Bryce Harper, you know, continues to Bryce Harper as he uh, goes two for three last night with a run scored a double. He's batting three oh nine on the season. Three oh nine. Bryce Harper is batting three oh nine with a four twenty four on base and a six fourteen slugging. The man's ten thirty eight OPS is the best in baseball by a by a wide margin. Now he's like thirty points higher than everybody else. Forty points higher than everyone else. Uh, Harper, man, what a year. What a year. I know we say this every day and keep coming back in, but I just, 
I'm just blown away by every night what this guy does, considering who's who's around him in the lineup and how little protection he has. JT with a good night last night for the first time in what felt like years. Uh, if it weren't for him, Freddie had a nice night. Um, Andrew Knapp got a couple hits about that, but otherwise the offense pretty cold. But but they get enough. They get enough to win. And really, you know, when you consider what Bryce Harper has done with the lineup around him, considering the few amount of pitches he gets to see to hit per game, why you would ever give him any pitches to hit in a game makes no sense. He would be an instant walk for me if I were facing him pretty much every time. Um, but it's just, it's miraculous. It's a miraculous season from the guy. 1038 OPS. I mean, that's special stuff. It's a special, special season from this guy. It really is. It is just... It's a shame that that it's probably not going to lead the playoffs. Almost definitely, as we've talked about, not going to lead the playoffs. As uh, he really deserves it, he deserves the accolades. He deserves the MVP. He deserves all these things. I mean, oh my God, where would this team be without Bryce Harper? You want to talk about MVPs? I mean, we did it yesterday, but you go through the lineup; it's just a, a who's who of of people who can't hit this year. You know, I mean, outside of of Gene Segura at two ninety five, and then JT at two sixty seven, um, and Oduble if you want to give him two fifty five, every other average is below two fifty in the lineup. On a nightly basis, just a bunch of middling players around Bryce Harper. That's what it's been for the majority of this season. And Bryce Harper yet continues to throw this team on his back night after night after night after night, hit after hit after hit after hit. I just don't know where they'd be without this guy. And I think he deserves to win the MVP. I think he flat out deserves it. You look at, you know, kind of where the, uh, the season is gone, and I think uh, a lot of people, you know, for a while felt like uh, Tatis was probably the guy who would win it, but but this season has really shifted towards Harper as just clearly, clearly the, the, best, the best hitter this season. Um, obviously now Tatis does play shortstop, and he's played some outfield, what is, you know, that does, you know, potentially change some things, but I mean, you just look at the leaders and every, I mean, Harper is fourth in batting average in the national league. Harper is second in on base percentage in the national league. He's second in slugging percentage in the national league. He's first in OPS by over 30 points. Bryce Harper's 1038 OPS is the best in the national league. Fernando Tatis is second at 996. Then it's Soto at 983. Winker who has been hurt for a while at 955. I mean, and then Nick Castellanos is fifth. He's at 941. So Bryce Harper is the best OPS in the National League. Nick Castellanos is fifth, and Harper's almost 100 points better. Think about that. And that is an astounding, astounding fact. It really is. And Harper somehow has made his way into some, like, again, for a guy, so Freddie Freeman has the most played appearances of any player this season and leads the league in run score with 108. Harper missed 22 games. And he's at 89. Harper's six. Tied for six and run scored in the National League, and he missed 22 games. Think about that. That's that's pretty wild. Harper's eighth in total bases with that many. Think about this. This is pretty crazy. Freddie Freeman and his 625 plate appearances. Freddie Freeman leads the National League in total bases with 276. Bryce Harper has 266. Ten less. And he missed all those games. What a season. Seriously, what a season. I mean, this guy is really, truly having a, a special season. And and even with all those missed games, he's at 32 home runs, which is only six-mind to tease for the National League lead. I mean, somehow, some way, 
this guy has found a way with all the missed time, with no one on base, with no one in this lineup, with no one to help him to just dominate. Really, truly, again, like, I don't think uh, he's created the most runs in the National League. You look at the advanced statistics, he's in the tops of a lot of them. I mean, offensive win percentage, leader in the National League. I mean, all these numbers. He has just been special, special player. He deserves to win the MVP. He's been the best player in the National League this year. I don't care what anyone says. I know that there are people who point to other stats and defense and this and that. Bryce Harper has been the most important player to his team in the National League as far as I'm concerned this year. I mean, this team would be lost without him. The fact that they're even, we're even talking a playoff race, that we're even still considering it an option, even though, you know, lightly considering it, is just a testament to that guy's season. Again, you take those numbers out of this lineup, they're like 10 games worse. You're not literally, but they're, they're, they're probably close to that. They're way out of the race. Without Bryce Harper. And look, I, you know, in the end, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, and that'll hurt his case, and that's a shame. Um, now, if the Padres don't make it too, that helps. Uh, Padres will have a better record than the Phillies, though, probably. You know, so, look, they're only a game and not better right now. So, you know, a game better. A game better right now. So they're right there. They're close record-wise. It's going to be fascinating. I think those are really the two guys that this is going to come down to in the end, one and two in some order. And I think Harper should win it. I really do. I think he's been a better player. The numbers say that he has been a better player. I know that, that Tatis has a better war and all that, and Tatis has missed games too. Um, you know, So the home run total is more impressive and all that because he definitely missed some time. But still, I, I just for me, Harper, and again, not just a obviously bias, of course, but for me, I just think Harper's been the best player. I think he's been the best player in the National League this year. I think he's been the most important player to his team in the National League, and I think he deserves the award. All right, uh, we'll look ahead coming up. Let's look at last night. As again, a, a wild game. A wild game last night as the Phillies end up winning 6-5. to five, A walk-off wild pitch. Pass ball. It really was a pass ball. He should have had it. Torino should have had it. But um, just a wild game. Uh, Phillies get on the board first. Uh, uh, RBI ground, uh, double play ground up by Gregorius in the fourth. Uh, it was kind of frustrating for being honest. First and third. No out. And uh, and Didi grounds into double play. It scores the run, but but frustrating. You should have more there. Didi shockingly disappoints. Um, I thought he beat it out at first. It was so close. It, thought it was almost not a double play. Didi over four, batting two seventeen on the season, just cooked. And, and we'll get into him being on the roster next year. But really, uh, I talk about a, a decline from the player we saw Didi Gregorius be last year, especially from thirty to thirty one or whatever it is. Like. From the player we saw last year, not that he was an otherworldly player or whatever, but just from the bat, from the bat we saw last year to what this guy has become this year is, is it's astounding. It really is. It is a, a, a precipitous, shocking drop-off from year to year. Uh, you know, it really is. It's, it's uh, I mean, he played all 60 games for the Phillies last year. Uh, so how about this? In 60 games last year, he had 10 home runs. In 88 this year, he has 11 home runs. Had five less RBI in all those games. Here's the big one. Batting average this year in 88 games, a 217 average. Last year in 60 games, 284 average. OPS difference this year, 654. Last year, 827. 170 points higher in OPS this year from la- or last year to this year precipitous that's the word Didi has really just fallen off a cliff 
in a in a major way and you know the elbow is obviously a thing it's been an issue this year obviously the past with the elbow and all that but it's hard to just say the elbow is the reason i mean he has been god awful this year he's been one of the worst hitters in the lineup when he's out there i mean he has been an automatic out practically it's shocking it's astounding how bad this guy's been so we'll get more into dd but dd ends up driving a run in in the fourth, then in the uh, bottom of the fourth, a little bit later, you're frustrated because there are two outs, you don't get the runs, no one on, and Phillies build it back up, get a runner on, and then Freddie Galvis just smokes one. A tank shot to right field. One of those ones right off the bat, you're like, see ya, it's out, it's gone. Oh, uh, I, I don't remember it got the second deck or kind of bounced off that second deck facade. I think it actually got a second deck. It was, uh, I think it might bounce off, but just a tank shot by Freddie. Three-nothing Phils. Uh, give a couple back right away. Uh, Two-run shot to Schwindel. Um, but then uh, settling back in, the Phillies get a couple more. Uh, get one back in the fifth to make it 4-2. to two, And then we'll get to the uh, uh, eighth. But first, Ranger Suarez ends up going six innings, two runs, six hits, eight strikeouts, one walk, 94 pitches to get through six. Um, just another shout-out to this guy. I know we've done it a lot, but what Ranger Suarez has done this season is among the most pleasantly surprising seasons I ever remember watching the Phillies. Uh, for for this guy to be what he's been on two levels, uh, it was shocking enough to see Ranger Suarez all of a sudden be the best reliever on this team, to be the closer, to be a lights-out guy who you could put in any situation, in any spot, a high-leverage reliever, as they say. Ranger, all of a sudden, after you know years now of, of thinking he is just a failed starting pitcher prospect who really doesn't have much to offer, and it was bounced back and forth between the minors and all that, for him to come in and be that kind of reliever um, out of nowhere, a kind of shut down any situation dominant reliever is unbelievable. Like that alone, let's just say that was Ranger's season. He would have been the biggest surprise on the team, right? Like in a good way, at least the biggest positive surprise. Like, and one of the bigger surprises that I remember in in the sense of a guy who I felt I knew what he was, a somewhat saw, and he's he throws harder now, man. Like the 95 is like easy for him. Um, but somebody throws not that, you know, a, a somewhat soft tossing lefty who kind of gets by on guile and guts and whatever, but wasn't like wasn't an elite pitcher. And not only did this guy become the best reliever on the team this year, one of the best relievers in baseball while he was doing it, but then in the span of two weeks is able to transition into being this team's best starter over the second half, certainly one of the two, and you could argue numbers-wise he's been better than Wheeler in the second half, but certainly one of the two. And Again, I know he said this, and I don't expect them to make the playoffs, but if they did, in my opinion, Ranger Suarez is guaranteed to start game two if you could set up your rotation the way you want it. Like, it's Wheeler Suarez. It's not close. Ranger Suarez is the second-best pitcher on this team Hands down, without question, there is no arguing the point. No argument. Ranger has been a revelation. He really has. And in a season of, let's say, less than good revelations, I suppose, is a way to put it, um, what Ranger's doing is is truly miraculous. I, I, I can't get over it. So Ranger's season in 84 innings. 84 innings pitch, he has allowed 14 earned runs, good for a 
5-0 ERA, which is unbelievable. The man has 86 strikeouts in 84 innings. He is just... I, I can't get over it. I can't get over it. And you look at his starts. You look at the 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 numbers. Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm so floored by what this guy has been able to do this year. You look at his starts... Um, and obviously, again, was brilliant, brilliant in relief. Um, but since moving to the starting rotation, uh, has just been unbelievable. So so moving to the starting rotation, you know, the first couple outings, he goes three innings, no runs. Two and two-thirds innings, no runs. Great, getting a feel for it. Then bumps up to four and a third, one run. Then four and two-thirds, three runs. And that's his worst start. Four and two-thirds, three runs. Then here we go. Then all of a sudden, he's just okay to pitch like a normal starter. Six and two-thirds, one run. Five and one-third, one run. Five innings, no runs. Six innings, one run. Six innings, two runs. So Ranger Suarez has pitched at least five innings and given up no more than two runs in his last five starts. And he's looked good in doing it. He's striking guys out. He's dominating. I I just, man, I can't get over it. And I'm so grateful that there are at least some things this season that we can point to and say, well, that was a good one. So Ranger just really great again and and a real piece I wouldn't have expected for this team. And and she, again, I will, for the thousandth time, my mea culpa, I thought it was a disastrous decision to move this guy to the, the starting rotation with all the success he was having in the bullpen. I was like, why? What's the point? What are we doing here? Keep him where he's great. I was wrong. He's been a phenomenal, necessary, a needed starter for this team, and he's been great. So shout out to Ranger. What a year. Uh, unfortunately, the Phillies would not keep Rangers lead in the eighth. Jose Alvarado gives up a two-run shot to Robinson Torinos. Torinos would help us out later, though, so, you know, it's okay. But a two-run shot, so frustrating in the moment. But then, bottom of the eighth, believe it or not, JT Romuto actually got a big hit. Maybe his first of the season. Is this his first as a Philly? I don't know. I'm kidding. I know he had that walk-off home earlier in the year in that suspended game and all that, but JT has really been disappointing big spots. But this is a big home run. Uh, makes it five to four in the eighth. You're feeling good. Ian Kennedy coming in to shut it down. And Ian Kennedy does what Ian Kennedy does. He gave up a crippling home run. Duffy shot. It is five to five. Just crippling. Just such a bummer of a home run. Like really, truly a, um, it, it felt like they were going to lose again, you know, because kind of where we're at with this team, it, it really did feel like, oh, here we go. It was, it was like, here we go. This is it. Again, we did it, guys. We found a way to, to crush us, painfully. But then we get to the bottom of the ninth. The Phillies are able to just keep it to one run that inning, a tie game. Andrew Knapp leads off the inning with a single. Miraculous in and of itself. The 150 hitter comes through when you need him with a hit. Singles to center. Mickey Moniak, a super important bunt here. You know, shout out to Mickey, who has not, you know, had a sterling season in the majors when given the opportunity, but has flashed some, but... In this spot came up, you needed a sack. My man got you a sack, a nice little sacrifice, moving Nap to second. It ended up being huge because Odubo would ground out and Nap would get to third. You don't get him over to second. He's not on third for what would follow as Gene Segura's at the plate. We're like, Gene's walked off a few times this year. Perfect guy to be at the plate. And it was because they were so scared of him. They threw a pitch and Robinson Torino couldn't catch it. He should have caught it. It was, it was not that. It wasn't like a wild pitch. It was just kind of a, a curveball that kind of went on the inside a little bit, and uh, and Trios just missed it. Nap came home and scored. And the game's over. And the Phillies get a, a much needed win, and maybe it'll give them a little juice moving forward. 
again, you know, I'm definitely not going to count on that because we've, we've said that a zillion times for the Phillies this year, but a uh, big win. Like they needed it. They're now five and eight in September. One more against the Cubs tonight before uh, a massive, massive series in New York this weekend. A massive series against the New York Mets tonight, a bullpen game, which, you know, nerve-wracking, going up against Kyle Hendricks, who is obviously way better than a bullpen game for the Cubs. He's, you know, hasn't been his best version of himself this year. Kyle Hendricks, obviously a great, great pitcher, has 14 wins in the year, but a 4-5-4 four, four ERA, so hasn't been great. Um, but better in a bullpen game. So there's a, the Phillies need to find a way to win a bullpen. They have this year at times. There's a big one. Because then you face the Mets, and you've got your rotation set up. you got Wheeler and Ola Gibson. That's great. You know, you need your best guys in, in that type of spot. You know, we wish Ranger were pitching in it, but we'll take it. But a massive series coming up this weekend. The Phillies need to find a way to win this one. They need to find a way to win against the Cubs tonight and then head into New York this weekend. And, you know, again, I, I, I've made it pretty clear that I think they're not making the playoffs, obviously, but if there's any hope, any chance, they got to start winning games. You know, it's that simple. They have to start winning games right now. It's time. It's go time as the Phillies, um, you know, big, we've talked about the schedule, but, you know, the, the scheme against the Cubs and the Mets, but then they have seven against the Orioles and the Pirates next week. And the Braves have to go out west. You know, the Braves have to play the Giants. The Braves have to play the Diamondbacks. The Braves have to play the Padres before they play us. So the Phillies get the Mets, the Orioles, and the Pirates the Braves get the Giants, the Diamondbacks, and the Padres. This is it. This stretch. This is it. <laughs> Season. Ten games right now. These next, I guess, 11 games, because we'll include this Cubs game tonight and the Braves-Rockies game tonight. This next 11 games will make the season, because that's going to set up that series against the Braves late in the season, where if the Phillies can make, hey, make a game or two over this stretch of easier baseball Again, seven straight against the Orioles and the Pirates in Philadelphia. What more could you ask for as a team trying to make the playoffs in the last two weeks of the season than that? The schedule gods couldn't have made it easier. Again, I don't think they get over the hump. Three and a half games with 17 to play is tough. Obviously, we've seen more. Seven with 17 to play. We know. We know what can happen. We do. It's, it's silly to say the Phillies can't make the playoffs. It just feels unlikely, but if if it's going to happen these next you know week, essentially this weekend and next week is going to be the reason why. And obviously that series against the Braves, is they'd have to take advantage of that. But, but in terms of, of even having a chance, if they want to head into that series against the Braves, the series of the season against the Braves, Tuesday, September 28th, Wednesday, September 29th, Thursday, September 30th. If they want those games to matter, these next 11 games are their season. Again, one last time, the Braves are out west for 10 games. So they have the Rockies today. It's a day game, a 12-20 game. Uh, They have Ian Anderson going against Herman Marquez. Herman Marquez, Rockies' best pitcher. Let's go Rocks, okay? Big one as the Phillies play the Cubs. But then, again... The Braves go out west, three in San Francisco, four in Arizona, three in San Diego. No days off in that stretch. While the Phillies play the Cubs tonight, go to New York against the Mets for three this weekend, and then come home for three against the Orioles and four against the Pirates. This is it. The season comes down to this. 
Can the Phillies make the last week of the season interesting? Can they make the last week of the season matter? That series against the Braves might not matter, but it might. And it could. And and honestly, I think it should, based on this schedule and the way it shakes out, if the Phillies can just handle a little business, they should be right in it. All right, one good bit of good news yesterday, and obviously, you know, you want to hear it with more than 18 games in the season when it was said, but um, Phillies do reach the 85% uh, vaccination threshold, so... Good news. If they do miraculously find a way to make the playoffs, that they are covered a little bit on that stuff. We hopefully won't have that situation where, you know, you miss guys and obviously 85%. That means there are players who aren't. So you could still run into that situation, but awesome to hear. And, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, again, you would have rather heard it earlier, but right now it's, uh, we're almost in the playoffs. So if they're going to make it, at least it's done, right? I'll look at it that way. I'll take a positive with that because uh, it is good that they finally got there. Um, but, but again, just time to win games. Time to, to give us an interesting end, please. Again, I am not expecting the Phillies to make the playoffs, but if they can make it interesting here, it would be it'd be pretty awesome. Be pretty fun. So yeah, we'll see. Look, big one tonight. Uh, if you can win a bullpen game against the Cubs tonight against Kyle Hendricks and get some momentum heading into the weekend, that could be huge. So uh, either way, whatever happens, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.